Hello and welcome back to another Ideas Worth Trying episode. It's Haile Hiram here. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about smartphone use. So today's episode is titled, Look Up. Yahoo! I'm connected! That was Tony, a client of mine. He went from owning a 20 euro Samsung smartphone, which connects to the internet. And for the next few hours afterwards, he was glued to his phone. Head down and connected, but disconnected from his surroundings. Are you connected? I recently read an article uh, from the UK, and it says from 2007, there's been a 35% increase in short-sightedness cases. And this is expected to rise to 55% within the next decade. Now, if we have a look at the article, smartphones to blame for increasingly poor eyesight in kids and young adults. So children as young as seven are at risk of screen-sightedness due to excessive smartphone use, a study has shown. Since the launch of smartphones in 1997, there has been a 35% increase in patients with advancing myopia, so short-sightedness, according to a leading laser eye surgeon. So David Allenby, founder of Focus Clinics, has warned that myopia in young adults and children could increase by 50% in the next 10 years. And the trend has led him to dub the condition screen-sightedness. So a lifestyle spent watching hours of TV, browsing the internet, texting and playing games means that young people and children in particular are at risk from permanently damaging their eyesight. Almost half of Brits own a smartphone and spend an average of two hours per day using them. Research has shown that users hold their handsets only 18 to 30 centimeters away from their faces compared with newspapers and books, which they hold 40 centimeters away from their face when reading. Mr. Allenby said, people need to ensure they limit screen time wherever possible, even by going outside without their phone for a period of time each day. Uh, so it says, getting into the sunshine has been shown to reduce the progression of short sight. And also, seriously consider the age at which they give their children a smartphone. Mr. Allenby also added that today's generation of children are at most risk of myopia, with children as young as seven being given their first smartphone. It is predicted that by 2014, by 2014, teenagers aged 12 to 3 will be second biggest market for smartphones behind 18 to 23-year-olds. Hmm. Okay, the uh, newspaper also contacted smartphone providers, but they're awaiting response, as usual. And also saw in the city of Augsburg in Germany, they have installed traffic lights in the pavement. So let's have a look at this article. Augsburg installs traffic lights in the ground to help curb smombi injuries. So the word smombi, smombi, may not yet have been made, in, uh, made it into the Oxford English Dictionary, but one German city is so concerned by the phenomenon of the smartphone zombie that they've embedded traffic lights in the pavement to warn distracted pedestrians of oncoming traffic. So the article goes on to talk about uh, officials in Augsburg, Germany, decided to take action after being alerted to two separate incidences in the city which pedestrians were injured by quiet electric trams because they were so engrossed in their phones that they didn't see or hear them approaching. So two tram stops have been uh, fitted with LED lights in the ground which flash to alert pedestrians to an approaching tram as well as mirroring the signals of the regular lights. 
So the new lights at the Haunstetter Straße and von Percival Straße stops came into operation on Tuesday. If the initial trial at these two sites proves successful, they could be installed at other stops across the city. So speaking to the Augsburger Allgemeine newspaper, Tobias Harms, a spokesperson for the Stadtwerk Augsburg, explained, we decided to have the additional set of lights. The more we have, the more people are likely to notice them. According to the Augs Augsburger Allgemeine, several locals have expressed their approval, seeing the new signals as a good additional tool to help avoid accidents. Although some have lamented the fact that such measures have become necessary at all. But while officials work hard to keep the city safe, it seems that even such obvious tactics may be wasted on some hardened zombies. With one teenager interviewed by saying to the newspaper, To be honest, I didn't even notice it. Wow. Yes, you do see these people walking into uh, poles and things like that. And also in Australia, they're testing cameras to catch texting drivers. And in a trial, I think they caught 420 people in a 12-hour period. So let's have a look at this article. New cameras detect thousands of drivers a day using mobile phones behind the wheel. So this is from the uh, abc.net.au. So drivers may think twice about using mobile phones after the New South Wales government announced a trial of world-first technology able to catch them in the act while behind the wheel. The new high-definition cameras have already detected more than 11,000 drivers using their mobile phones during a month-long testing period in October, Roads Minister has said. Shockingly, one driver was pictured with two hands on his phone while his passenger steered the car travelling at 80 kilometres an hour, putting everyone on the road at risk. We saw people on Facebook, people texting. We saw people trying to be tricky by having their phones below the window line of their vehicles. It is a very dangerous act to keep your eyes down low and not on the road, which is why this new technology is expected to have a huge impact on driver behaviour and therefore road safety. Three technology companies look, uh, took part in the testing period, with Australian company AccuSensus chosen to trial their cameras for the three-month period from January. The cameras were developed by Alex Jeninik from AccuSensus after his friend James Rapley was killed by a driver distracted while using his mobile phone. So Alex goes on to say, I think James would be proud of any solution that reduces trauma on our roads, he said. James and I worked together for three years and we delivered the New South Wales mobile speed enforcement technology, so we were both involved in road safety already. So the, camera, the cameras will use artificial intelligence to detect people illegally using their phones while driving and can be used in all weather, day or night. They can also catch drivers travelling up to 300 kilometres an hour. The cameras will be located at a few different locations, plus there will be mobile cameras installed to keep people guessing. If people know where these cameras are and they adjust their behaviour, but then they may not improve their behaviour. Um, no fines will be issued during the trial period, but drivers caught illegally using their phones may receive a warning letters. And if at the end of the trial the technology proves to be foolproof, the community will be made aware of the permanent use. We don't want to get ahead of, our, ahead of ourselves. We need to be 100%. We need it to be 100% perfect so that it stands up in a court of law.
So they're, at the moment, there's strong community support for the cameras and they hope that uh, it will change driver behavior and save lives. Not only is it a problem or in terms of road safety, but we also suspect the amount of collisions that we have in Sydney that impede the network operating to its full efficiency is quite impacted by people inappropriately using mobile phones, she said. It's illegal for New South Wales drivers to hold their mobile phones while behind the wheel. However, they can talk, play music or use navigation apps if the phone is in a cradle. Okay, so lots of problems with mobile phones. So what was Tony's story? Well, Tony is tough. He's the guy at his work that they call to get things moving. And he's also a kickboxing coach. When we meet, I always plant two feet on the ground and I go in for the handshake committed. Good morning, Tony. But you should have been with us one morning as we were discussing the use of smartphones in the workplace. All of a sudden, he just drops his phone on the table and has a troubling look on his face. This must have reminded him of a very bad experience. One side of me thought, maybe we should move on. But the other side thought, get him talking. With a look of disgust with himself on his face, he began to relive his experience. Hiram, my wife gave me this new Samsung smartphone for my birthday. I was so excited, I couldn't put it down. While I was driving home one afternoon, ping, I get a text. I decide to take a sneaky look. That sneaky look turned into a longer look. Then all of a sudden, pop! My tires start hitting the rocks on the side of the road. I look up. The car is going off. Turn the steering wheel left. Car spins around. The phone goes flying. At that moment, I started to think about my family and my kids. How shameful. What was I doing? Um, that day onwards, I swore never to touch my phone again while driving. Tony's not the only one who's had a regrettable experience using a smartphone. You should have been with me as I was getting on the underground one day. And as I sat down on the slightly warm seat, I whip out my smartphone to connect. I message some friends and family in Ethiopia. Ping! I start chatting with my brother in Australia. Ping! I start messaging a friend here in Germany. Ping! And as I start to write another message, ping, 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 ping. My phone is pinging like crazy. It's hot. I'm connected. I hear an announcement over the loudspeakers. Then I hear beep, beep, beep. I look up as the doors are closing. I look left and I look right. I'm all alone. I jump up from my seat and as I do, the train starts leaving the station. My face goes red, my heart pumps faster. The train leaves the station, but it's going a bit slower than normal. Then all of a sudden, it stops in the middle of nowhere. Looks like I'm in the depot or the holding area. I was connected but disconnected from my surroundings. I told my sister about this story and she fell off a chair laughing. As she composed herself, I asked her, surely you have a story to tell. She was quiet for a moment before answering. Then she says, well, I was walking along sending a text and I was coming to some automatic sliding doors. 
So I look up, the doors start opening up as I'm walking along. So I look back down at my phone and I continue my message when all of a sudden, boom, I walk into the sliding doors because they weren't opening fast enough. So smartphone use is a growing problem in our society. You should have been with me one afternoon as I was riding to class. It's 5.20 in the afternoon and it's getting a bit dark as I pull up to some traffic lights. I put one foot on the sidewalk, both hands on my hips to catch my breath. A car pulls up beside me. I do a double take because I see a bright white light from within the car. A lady is on her phone and she's the driver. I start to get angry. What if she hits me while I'm riding my bike? Or someone who's waiting to cross the road? I want to bang on a window, but the car is just out of reach. I look up at the traffic lights and as I do, I see more bright white light. And there's a man wearing black glasses, casual business attire and a backpack. He's just standing there waiting to cross the street. His head is down, glued to his phone. I look back at the lady in the car, then I look at the man. I start thinking, what kind of world have I brought my children into? Is everyone going to be connected to an online reality and disconnected from our surroundings? Are we living in a simulation already? Have you noticed people, head down, glued to the phones? I also see mothers at the playground on their phones. I also see people walking their dogs, head down, on their phones. Maybe you heard of the train collision in Munich in 2015, killing 12 and injuring many, many more. The signal operator, head down, engrossed in an online game. Well, after these experiences and observations, I've decided to take some action. Maybe these tips will help you to connect back with your surroundings. So let's just talk about three. The first one would be to put your phone on silent. So usually, most of the time, I put, this, uh, put my phone on silent, especially when I'm working on the computer or working on a project. Then you don't hear the ping and you're not uh, distracted. The second thing I do a lot is I log off from social media on my phone. I even delete the app sometimes. So if you don't get a reply from me, it's probably one of those times where I've deleted the apps. Then the third thing I do is I leave my phone in another room or even when I'm driving, I'll put it in my bag and uh, put it in the boot of the car. So this stops me from even thinking about having a little look at the satellites or something like this. So these tips help me a lot. So I think it's up to us individually to manage our smartphone use. And I think we need to regularly do an audit or audit ourselves. Uh, to give you an example, I was in the car the other day and my wife jumps out to pick up her mum. Straight away, I just pick up my phone, just automatically. Just check if I've got any emails or messages. After about 10 seconds, I thought, hey, what's my, what are my kids doing? So I turned around and he was sitting there, looking like an angel, looking into the mirror that I installed. So I straight away dropped my phone back into the holder and began to engage with him. Don't wait like Tony until you have a near-death experience to finally look up. Don't wait until you're left on the U-Bahn, like me, before looking up. I challenge and encourage you to connect with your surroundings. Be present and disconnect from your devices more. Look up. <laughs>